0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi inuji Today is Friday, January 26th. Coming up, in western Kansas, cattle ranchers may be the key to conserving what's left of the native grassland. A new program backed by big beef buyers like Burger King and Cargill will work alongside ranchers to conserve and restore grasslands.
2: I guess we're smart enough to realize that we got to conserve what we have or we end up with nothing, you know.
1: We'll hear why big companies may be backing the conservation push. Plus, Missouri Congressman Jason Smith is working on wide-ranging legislation that could expand the child tax credit.
3: Both ends of the spectrum are attacking you, whether it's the far left or the far right. But I believe this is the best policy under divided government.
1: We'll hear more from the Republican from South Central Missouri. But first, some headlines. Kansas City, Missouri Public Works is still trying to catch up on trash pickup. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports some residents are still waiting for trash and recycling to be collected after two weeks of delays. The recent snow and freezing cold are still wreaking havoc on pickup because of the sheer volume of trash and recycling to be collected. Residents were allowed two to four additional bags of trash depending on pickup day, which is overloading public works. City officials say they are working as fast as they can to catch up, but it's taking longer than expected. If you're still waiting for your trash to be picked up, you can use the MyKCMO app or call the city's 311 line to report a delayed pickup. If your trash and recycling is still out on the curb, leave it there. The city says they'll pick it up as soon as possible. A Missouri lawmaker wants the Kansas City Chiefs to encourage fans to stop celebrating wins by shooting guns in the air. Missouri Representative Mark Sharp says he's asked the Chiefs to publicly encourage fans to stop. It wouldn't be
2: asking too much for the Chiefs' official platform on you know, social media to just say two words, and that's celebrate safely. That's it. Everyone will know what they're talking about.
1: SHARP sponsored Blair's Law, a bill to increase penalties for celebratory gunfire. It's named after an 11-year-old girl struck and killed by a bullet fired into the air in Independence in 2011. Last Sunday, Kansas City police reported 139 rounds fired in just a small area in the northeast part of the city, with the gunfire spiking at 100 rounds directly after the Chiefs won. Sister Berta Saylor, co-founder of one of the region's largest childcare facilities, died yesterday. Details from KCUR's Laura Ziegler. Sister Berta was known as the Mother Teresa of Kansas City for her relentless advocacy and altruism on behalf of mothers and kids in poverty. With co-founder Sister Corita Boussinmas, Sister Berta opened Operation Breakthrough in 1971. And in an interview with
3: KCUR, said they chose the name
1: for two reasons.
3: We're going to break through poverty. And it was during the Vietnam War we thought the government would think it was part of the war effort and give us money, but that didn't happen.
1: Today, the center serves more than 700 children from infants to high schoolers with on-site medical, dental, educational, and therapy services. Sister Berta was 87 years old. We'll be back after this. In western Kansas, seas of corn and wheat stretch out across the plains. But a huge portion of those fields used to be native grassland. Some of the biggest beef buyers, including Burger King, are backing a new program to conserve what's left. Kalen Moore of the Kansas News Service reports.
0: Kelly Anthony, a cattle rancher in southwest Kansas, drives through his pasture and gets the attention of the herd with a siren in his truck.
2: It calls the cattle to our feed grounds down here.
0: Because in the winter, the grass loses its protein in the winter, so we have to supplement them. As the siren blares, the cattle come running. Cattle ranging has been Anthony's way of life for 25 years. Ranches like his fuel the beef industry and the western Kansas economy. People like him own much of the remaining native grasslands, and the new project is working to save it.
2: I really think that ranchers as a whole are the best stewards of the land because the capital requirement to be in the cattle business is so high the
0: biggest portion of that is land. The Southern High Plains Initiative was started last fall, led by the Nature Conservancy and backed by big brands like Burger King and Cargill, contributing $10 million. The program is using market-based incentives, basically payments, to ranchers who will preserve grassland or convert crops back to grass. Agreements could last up to 15 years in some cases, with annual payments of $45 per acre. But not everyone is so quick to jump into some of these projects. Some, like Anthony, are a little skeptical. Ranchers are often careful who they support, and some conservation groups come with negative connotations. Matt Bain is the Southern High Plains grassland project manager for the Nature Conservancy. He says overcoming that skepticism will be the key to making this work.
2: Part of this process is to identify the barriers and to to kind of quantify them in a way that really hasn't been done
0: The Southern High Plains covers parts of Kansas, Colorado, New Mexico, and the Texas and Oklahoma Panhandles. About 80% of it has been lost in Kansas to cropland or invasive species. But what makes these large swaths of grass so important? At a local coffee shop in Scott City, Bain says that grasslands are the most imperiled native ecosystem on Earth. People often overlook them, but they provide a lot of benefits.
2: things like clean air, clean water, carbon storage, recreation, you know, obviously food supply in the form of beef and other livestock primarily.
0: There have been some ranchers who have bought in. Bob Winderland, a former full-time rancher in Scott County, is one of the people now participating in the program so his land will see potentially less impacts of drought and water loss. He says conservation is key to preserving grasslands and the rural ranching lifestyle.
2: I guess we're smart enough to realize that we got to conserve what we have
0: or we end up with nothing, you know. The beef industry leaves a huge impact on the environment by consuming a lot of grain that contributes to water loss and soil pollution and releasing a lot of greenhouse gases. That's why some major beef purchasers like Burger King with its 1,900 restaurants are investing. Cargill, Burger King, and others say they're taking part with the hopes of reducing greenhouse gas emissions from their beef supply. Deborah Fleischer is president of Green Impact, a consulting firm that helps businesses with green initiatives. She says when large companies invest in green projects, it might be to also get other benefits like improving their public image.
1: I think it's beyond philanthropy for some of these bigger companies now and just part of their carbon reduction strategy, which probably has to look at a whole variety of how are we going to get emissions down, especially if we're expanding.
0: Most of these companies have public goals of reducing carbon emissions by 2030 or sooner, and efforts like saving grasslands can help. Fleischer says companies also do it to attract young employees.
1: More and more employees, especially younger employees, are are looking to work at companies that actually have a responsible ethic.
0: Whether it's securing their beef supply or reducing carbon emissions, the investments from large companies can help conservation efforts. The Southern High Plains Grassland Initiative hopes to protect ecosystems, provide generational grasslands for the future, and conserve the pieces that remain. Ultimately, the program so far has raised $42 million invested across five states to preserve or restore nearly 30 million acres of intact grasslands. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Kaylin Moore in Liberal.
1: The Kansas News Service is a KCUR-based collaboration, including KMUW, Kansas Public Radio, and High Plains Public Radio. It reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. U.S. Representative Jason Smith of Missouri is part of a bipartisan deal that could make significant changes to the federal child tax credit and bolster a popular incentive to increase low-income housing. The Salem Republican told St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum about the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act.
3: The child tax credit as it currently exists is broken up into two directions. It's a $2,000 per child tax credit but the refundability aspect is roughly $1700 and what that means is is the being refundable means that that families will receive at least $1700 whether they have to can, it, whether they still owe taxes or whether they don't owe taxes they would still get that 1700 um this bill actually um, increases at $100 every year over the next three
2: years. What would you say to folks who would say that's somewhat underwhelming of an increase, given how inflation has kind of
3: rocked our collective worlds? That's also just one point of the changes in the child tax credit in this bill. There's three other items that we're doing. One, um, we're eliminating what I refer to as the child penalty you know, there's a work requirement for the child tax credit where you have to work so much before you can qualify. And how current law is, it allows it where work requirement for your first child and your second child and your third child. But once you earn it with your first child under this bill, you earn it. Whether you have two children, whether you have three children or four children, that is a huge provision that will help a lot of working families. The other thing that we're doing is the top line, $2,000. It's been $2,000 since 2017. It has not changed, even though inflation's gone up 20%. But we're we're starting to index it for inflation, um, starting moving forward. You know, when you're in divided government, where my counterparts um, on the Senate side are controlled by Democrats, we're controlled by Republicans, You have to find some common ground, and this is where we were able to get common ground when you're looking at an $80 billion tax bill.
2: I want to ask about the low-income housing tax credit aspect of the bill. My understanding is it would increase the amount of federal low-income housing tax credits that get uh, distributed to states. If that's accurate, how do you think that's going to make a difference when it comes to cultivating low-income housing across the country?
3: this is a, a housing tax provision that expired several years ago with a proven record of being very beneficial it is expected just by the provisions of this low-income housing tax credit it will affect just in our home state 1500 additional housing units 2300 jobs and 260 million dollars in wages and business income so it it will have a pretty pretty strong impact just in the state of Missouri.
2: If this bill makes it through the process, is this a lesson for, I guess, both parties, but particularly your caucus, that bipartisanship isn't a dirty word and it can be used to actually pass meaningful policy changes?
3: I've been taking arrows from from different entities, different groups, because they felt like that I gave too much on the child tax credit. Or um, that we didn't go far enough. So at both ends of the spectrum are attacking you, whether it's the far left or the far right. But I believe this is the best policy under divided government. And, of course, we need to do the same thing when it comes to securing our border. We need to do the same thing when it comes to um, funding our government. It's the same thing when you're looking at world affairs.
1: That was U.S. Representative Jason Smith and St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi inuji D. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Kaylin's story about grassland conservation and Jason's reporting on Missouri politics, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.